0: Hello everyone. This is Ken Sevahar from Solution Systems. Uh, welcome to another edition of a shot of Business Central and a beer. I'm joined here as always by my trusty sidekick, Michael Introvartolo. Hello everybody. Hello. So we are uh, excited to be back for, for another month. Kind of throwing a little twist on this month here, uh, as you may have noticed, I'm I'm leading off the podcast here, so I'm kind of like serving as the play-by-play role, uh, Michael serving as the color commentary, Phil Sims. So I'll take the Jim Nance role. <laughs> our uh, yeah, or Al Michaels. Al Michaels, yeah. there you go. I'll take Tony Romo. <laughs> so, kind of mixing it up here. Uh, so um, again, and uh, Michael selected our beer. This month,
1: I did. I did. I chose a uh, a beer that was recommended to me by the guy at Binney's. Um, he said it's wonderful. He did refer to it more as a fall beer, uh, which I'm not sure, judging by the name of it. So it's called Milkshake Naui Pineapple, made by um, Energy City Brewing out of Batavia, Illinois. Anything with the word pineapple in it, I don't
0: think fall. I think more spring, I, summer. I guess. I agree. Yeah. But let uh, me pass one of these cans but, on there. Too, so can. this, Michael, I you know, I, I, you shared with me what we're going to be drinking here. And I looked at it and I thought, man, you hit a home run on craft brew. <laughs> right, yeah. Could it be not any more normal than what it is? <laughs> it's, a, it's a small, local craft brew served in 16-ounce cans coming in a four-pack for like $20. Yep, yep. It has a unique style and flavor, yep. uh, packaging, name, uh, yep. everything to go with it here. Sort of local, you know, pretty um, high alcohol content. 7.2%, a uh, yep. little bit high alcohol. And, and so I'm looking at the can here, um, and I'll share a picture of, of what this looks like. Um, but it's an India pale ale brewed with pineapple, lactose, and vanilla.
1: Yeah. So now I was assuming that everything with lactose means that's where the milkshake part comes into play. But now that I've seen some pictures of some other, maybe because it's thicker it's called a milkshake? I don't know. We're gonna we'll find out right happened. now. Here we okay. go. So
0: <laughs> we just cracked these open here. I'm pouring it into my glass. And um, I definitely can smell a hint of the pineapple on there. Do. Uh, it, it's not as thick as I thought it was gonna be. Uh, definitely it is hazy. Yeah. So it's definitely cloudy, you cannot see through cannot see through the beer. So it's definitely kind of a, got a haze yeah. to it. As a side note, I just poured the worst beer that I've ever poured in my life. That's not bad. Yeah. Is it not bad? That didn't overflow, so I think yeah. you're I think you're pretty good there. How's the it taste? It's pretty good. Um it's it's you know, New England style IPA, so one of these hazy IPAs. Um, I would never have guessed, though, that there's lactose in this. No. And then and looking at Energy City Brewing's uh, website, it looks like there's a variety of different milkshake yeah, uh, there's a lot of them. types of beers where yep. they, they have that word milkshake in it, and I think each one of those it looks like has lactose.
1: Now, do you get a hint of vanilla out of this at all? I don't really get a hint of vanilla out of it either.
0: No, but more more so the little bit of the, the pineapple. yeah. Kind of in there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Maybe the vanilla balances that out a little bit. Or, or maybe as know. it gets a little bit more warm. Like the chocolate oatmeal. Yeah, let's hold on. <laughs> We're going to hold off today on rating yeah. these until our wrap-up at the end of the show. Right, which makes How sense, about that? yeah, because it might be. too. I'll tell you here. what, though.
1: On beeradvocate.com, it has a very high rating. It's scored a 91, an average of 91, which is considered outstanding. Yeah. So... I I'm, I'm surprised. It's 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 not what I thought it was
0: going to be. Yeah, I would say so so far so good. I'm I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh it's pretty good. It's located there here um right near us. So we're in the Chicago area. These guys are out out in Batavia. It uh, looks like they're they're just I'm going to guess pretty new. It says yeah. there's there there there's no tasting room yet. Yeah. They don't uh, seem too big. At their facility. But right. they did have, a, a, like you pointed out, a large number of different beers. Yeah. Um, like they're probably brewing a lot of different small batches of mm-hmm. beer and so um, can, yeah, really it kinda, experimental. It throws you off a little bit as to,
1: as to what the company's about or whatnot. Yep. Notice there's also no About Us page on the, on the website, which if you're listening, get an About Us page. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's what us beer people want to know about. Yeah, but, but I think we've kind of swung the pendulum from uh, you know from a Leinenkugel summer shandy yeah. that we were drinking this summer, which probably pro- they probably brew you know, I don't know like a million gallons a year, <laughs> right, yeah. to the epitome
1: <laughs> of a craft beer. Uh,
0: of a craft beer here. Yeah.
1: Uh, I also want to say that uh, to the guy at Benny's, I don't consider this a fall beer. All right, It doesn't scream
0: fall to me. No, I would I would agree. But. It's, it's good. yep. So, all right. So we're going to continue enjoying uh, these. And then again, uh, the, towards the end of the show, we'll give kind of our, our final rating Very on nice. it. Uh, and today, uh, our plan is to, our next segment will be a shot of Business Central. Yes. So we'll kind of give you an update what we've been up to over the last month or so. We're also going to work in a Stump Michael question. So a little roll reversal here. Ken wants month. payback from last month. <laughs> That's right. And I will get it. Uh, then we're going to focus on a feature of Business Central, uh, which is reminders and finance charges. And maybe also discuss statements as well, customer statements. Because okay. I think those kind of relate into the uh, reminders and finance charge invoicing uh, features as well. The app today we're gonna be talking about is an app that Michael found called Complaint Tracker. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about about our experience there. And then we'll come back and close it down and wrap it up uh, at the end and give you a recap and tell you what's probably on tap for next month.
1: All right, on to the next segment.
0: Here we go. All right, so welcome to the shot of Business Central where we're gonna talk about some news and updates related to Business Central over the last month. So the the major kind of update for the month is that the Wave 2 release has now begun being deployed uh, throughout all of the Business Central environments out there. Uh, We receive notifications via email for all of our customers. So we have a heads up of when their environments are being updated and also once the update is attempted, if the update was successful, right? right. And, and we'll get an, we'll get a, so let's say a customer has uh, an, a, a production environment and one sandbox. We'll get a notification of whether if each environment was updated and if it was successful or not.
1: Because they don't automatically update at the same time. Right, it can be at different times.
0: Correct, I think typically it'll attempt to update them both at the same time, but oh. it, they are separate. So one could possibly succeed while one. another one fails. And we, are, we have seen some situations where there are extensions or apps mm-hmm. that are deployed within a business central environment where there is a conflict. Right. And usually how we resolve that conflict is we either just get a new, install a new version yeah, of the app, or we, if it's a customization that was created, like as an extension, we may have to go in and um, you, you know a update updated, update right. something to be compatible.
1: But more likely than not, it's just the app not being updated with the correct version to run with the new version of Business Central.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the, the the big news that's out there. We you know we're happy to see. I've, I've been using. The new wave 2 release, which is Business Central under the hood, it's version fifteen. Yeah, um, and I've been I've been using it th- from a user front end perspective. Some really great changes oh, that great I features. like as a user: being able to filter on a list of entries and then save it. Uh, the ability to create bookmarks. Oh. Beautiful. Right. So, so I, I don't. I want to put purchase quotes up on my Roll Center yeah. homepage. I can bookmark the page, and now I've got a link right at the top of my mm-hmm. Roll Center.
1: For the banners for multiple companies to show which company you're working in. Exactly. One of my favorite uh, is the ability to work in multiple companies in Outlook. Uh, oh. Which is. Pretty, pretty good I mean yeah I would have never guessed that that would even be a feature so kudos to Microsoft for thinking about something like that
0: yep so that that's definitely the the, the biggest piece of news um, otherwise uh, as, as we discussed uh, during our last uh, podcast the on October let's call it 15th through the 18th was the dynamics user group summit. Which is, uh, I want to say, probably seven or eight thousand people mm-hmm. this yeah. year attended in Orlando,
1: right? And it's called User Group Summit now, as opposed to Navug in the past, and then Navug slash BCug, right?
0: Yeah, there's it's a new name, uh, something. What's You're not right. User Group Summit? I don't think it's User Groups. I mm. think it's it's something similar to that though. Though, but they're yeah, kind of rebranding yeah. uh, the name of it a little bit, um, and. So you have across, you know, those are, you know, you have the three Dynamics 365 Sales, uh, Business Central, Power BI, yeah. Power Apps. There's a lot of, you know, all of the different Dynamics uh, users uh, attending the, the session. So, we, you know, we were a, a sponsor, a key sponsor for the Business Central group there. So we had a really good experience there. I mean, a ton of interest in upgrading existing customers to the newest business central version we had a lot of great discussions with users about how do i get from maybe an old version of nav or gp or sl into business central and how do i get to the cloud
1: but also a lot of people not really knowing too much about business central right wasn't that kind of surprising yeah we yeah, we we would imagine they were a little bit more informed, but I guess they weren't. That's some of the feedback that I heard.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there de- definitely is. I don't know if confusion is the right word mm-hmm. or right because you have Microsoft Dynamics three sixty five. Yeah, is the overall brand right. right for 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 actually multiple different products. Mm-hmm. So you have people people throw around the term oh dynamics we're running dynamics 365. Yeah. Well, what specifically are you running?
1: Right. And I've seen a lot of people in Microsoft when they say dynamics 365, a lot of them are just referring to the CRM aspect, the sales aspect. Correct. So it does it makes it even more confusing to even to even partner sometimes when they're talking about it.
0: Yep. And there have been a huge number of changes to the business central product, right? From especially if you look at it from not only the the pace of change and new features and functionality and integrations that are available with it, but if you also then add in the fact that uh, this is the next version, effectively of of NAV twenty eighteen, right? Yeah. And how does my existing on premise environment? How do I move forward from there? That, yeah, there's I a mean, lot of there's a lot of. Uh, Questions out there about how think, that happens.
1: I think confusion might be the the right word, especially with the multiple rebranding of Dynamics 365 for Financials, and then Dynamics 365 Finance and Operations Business Edition, which was the same as AX, and the Enterprise Edition, and then ultimately leading to Business Central. So I right. I I do think confusion might be the right word.
0: Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, 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 we hosted a session at the conference. It was uh, two different flavors of business central on-premise and cloud where we highlighted the similarities and the differences between the on-premise version and the cloud version and considerations really that you should make if you're thinking about one versus the other, right? Because uh, you know, every business is unique and has different requirements and expectations. Uh, what's great, I believe, is that Microsoft is offering both options. Mm-hmm. So, if you do want need or want to run it on premise, great, yeah, we can deploy it on premise for you. If you want to deploy it on the cloud and have updates auto applied and and right and be be yeah. on the Microsoft cloud, then that option is there for you too.
1: Right, and if you're a Navug slash BCug member. I believe the session, the recorded, uh, the session recording is available to you on their website. So, uh, I highly recommend check it out and see what Ken had to say about all that.
0: Yeah. So before I I can uh, tell you my experiences, I was there at the conference with a few of my colleagues here from Solution Systems. But um, Michael, you weren't able to attend, but you have. We're checking out some feedback. What kind of feedback did you get, and what did people have to say?
1: Yeah, I was online looking at the feedback, looking at a, a bunch of different things, and I kind of compiled a, little, a quick little list called the good, bad, and the ugly. So let's start with the good, and the good is that Summit continues to grow every year, especially with business central users. But that also kind of leads into uh, the ugly, which we'll get to in a second. So the bad is attendees want more, more diversity within the sessions offered, and then when we get to the ugly, because Business Central and the user group summit is growing so much, space is a challenge. And space is really a challenge because these facilities are booked between two and three years prior. So if they if their estimates on the, the growth is wrong, it, t- it tends to become a little bit uh, cramped. Right. Now, you, when you were there, did you notice any of this? Like, was space a challenge? or?
0: Um, it, it, it was. So we were at the... Uh it was it called uh, the Gaylord Conference Center in mm-hmm. Orlando? And uh, what we noticed was, and I'm not sure if, if uh, well, space was a challenge. Rooms were small. Yeah. Uh, so my my our session was a recorded session. So it was mm-hmm. one of kind of I think you know one of the sessions they chose to record. They thought there might be some value there. Right. Uh, the room was pretty tight. It was a pretty small room. So I did get some feedback that some of the rooms were small and that oh, they were overflowing yeah. certain sessions. Now, what I thought uh, was funny, and also they they had what was called the power zone.
1: The power zone.
0: Yeah. So this and this was
1: power apps, maybe.
0: Well, no, this was kind of a cool. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. I think it had to do ultimately with the space issues. Okay. So what they had was certain sessions where they had, it was one huge ballroom, just picture a typical ballroom, and then in the four corners of the ballroom, one big room, they had four separate kind of stages and seating areas set up. So four sessions basically were going on in one room? Correct, in one room you had four sessions going on at the same time, four speakers speaking and presenting their solutions or their topics. And you think, okay, well that had to be a little weird. How, how, what was the noise? How did that work? Well, how it worked was the speakers were on stage and they had a microphone and every person who was sitting down had headphones.
1: Oh, so it was done through headphones.
0: So there were, there were, were, let's say 50 chairs in each area and each chair had a set of headphones on it. So you'd sit down, you'd put the headphones on and you could hear your speaker It's a good compromise to to be able to put four people in one room. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, My guess is that it probably was due to space, right? And they thought, hey, we could use this room and have four sessions at a time in it. Um, But I I thought it was different, and I thought it was kind of unique and kind of a a change-up, right, from your typical room-to-room conference. Uh, By the third day, I attended like a, a third session in there, Oh, they, so you actually attended
1: one of the sessions with yeah, headphones? Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. The
0: novelty kind of wore off you uh, know, by, by the third thing. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was kind of a neat, neat change Were they up. comfortable headphones at least? Yeah, they were nice. And I heard that they were cleaned between each session. Oh, nice. So yeah, that makes a difference, I guess. I, I didn't see anyone cleaning them. <laughs> but I, I, under- I understand that they were cleaned. Um, well, yeah, but anyway. So. Yeah, they, 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 they were nice. Uh, and it worked, it worked pretty well. The one thing I—it's—it's funny that I I think you know you're bad, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Your bad was that the attendees want more diversity within the sessions offered.
1: Yeah, they were saying that. What
0: was the any specific thing? So the feedback is that
1: that? from year to year, the sessions kind of are the same. Meaning, uh, if there's a year-end closing one year, the next year it's year-end
0: closing again. They just want it to be a little bit different every year. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um, the reason I kind of, I, I have to chuckle a little bit on that is because there there are literally like 10 to 15 business central sessions during each hour. Oh, really? Right? So if there's, if there's a session between 8 and 9 a.m., let's say, Yeah. there are at least a dozen <laughs> options it? to pick from, usually. So I, I guess I could see, though, if you if you are a regular attendee, you're going every year, yeah. and you're an experienced user, I, I guess I could agree with that, right? Because I've been going now for, for six years yeah. or however many years it's been. I attend fewer and fewer sessions over time. But again, I'm not... I'm not there to learn. That's yeah. well, not my primary purpose yeah, to go. But
1: even so, your session this year is different from your session last year. Right, So correct. You
0: know. Yeah, I think there are certain staples that they put in there, like inventory costing, yeah, period and end processing, to how it. to build your financial statements. Right? There's a, there are gonna be some of those that I think yeah. are required because there's new people every year that attend. Maybe what they need to do is identify the tracks better mm-hmm. to say these are like your staples, right? right? Level one or, user,
1: level two user, level yeah. one, this is for basic or whatever, right. And they two.
0: do that, they, they do rank from, from oh, do they? beginner, intermediate, and advanced, oh. so that they do have those designations on the sessions, yeah. um, but I, I could see why there are some of those staple type sessions that, that there are always going to be new users who may be not familiar with yeah. it, so they want to make sure that they're at least having one session on those.
1: Now, as a little side note, I heard another good thing about User Group Summit, and maybe you can confirm it or or kill it, was that uh, people saw a lot more interaction this year between Power BI users and Business Central users and CRM users. They said that everybody was interacting more this year as opposed to, to other years. Was that maybe because of the layout?
0: I Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. The, the, the expo hall, for example, yeah. hundreds of, of organizations there, um, you know. Uh, showcasing their apps or solutions or services um, are completely mixed up.
1: Oh, so it's not just a, a business central role or a 365 right. sales role or whatnot. Yeah, okay. so if
0: you're walking through the expo hall, there's no rhyme or reason that I can under, that I can understand of Where you're which located. type of solutions are located in, in any specific area. So I think that lended itself to some uh, shared... And also the way the conference hall was laid out and where the sessions were, right? It was... They were all intermixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, I think in previous conferences, like for example, last year in, in Arizona, um, all of the Business Central sessions were in one building. And okay. all of the F&O or CRM sessions were in a different building. Okay. So that kind of lended itself to that separation. So I
1: also heard, which is funny, because some of the feedback too was that there wasn't enough time in between classes because our sessions because the sessions were spread out so much more this year, as opposed to other years. I guess like you were saying, where they weren't all in one building, and people were having issues making classes on time when they got to the class, the class was full. So I, it's positive and a negative. I, I guess. Right? I think
0: yeah. I, I for me, I think if you know if there's fifteen minutes between the sessions, for me that's enough time to get yeah. to get from one. I'd rather have fifteen minutes than thirty minutes. Yeah. Which is the other option between right. sessions, right? Now, that the, the, the fair point there is that if it took me, let's say, 12 minutes to walk across the facility to another session, if there's not enough chairs in there and I get there and so you now I'm getting get there at else. the last minute, yeah, I'd probably be a little upset too. Yeah. Right. So I think by maybe making sure there's enough seating and space, so if someone walks in two minutes late, yeah. they're not having to stand in the back of the room or in the doorway. Yeah. That's, that's and hopefully special. then,
1: yeah, your water and whatever is accessible in that, yep. you know, in that time yep. to get whatever you need. I think the other thing,
0: and I, I don't know if you saw any feedback online about this. Did you see anything about the food? I did.
1: I heard that well, water and food was not um, in, like I guess, one spot. Water was spread out different places, and it was, it was harder to get to. And the food, uh, what did I hear about the food? I can't recall what I heard about the food, whether or not it was
0: good or bad. I'm gonna I guess not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, the, the, at the expo hall, there were no uh, eggs or something. They I think ran out. Might have heard. They ran out of uh, food, basically at the expo hall. I think halfway through. Yeah. Um, and the food was just a- it was average. I I I, I think what the, part of the feedback that I heard is you know better food. Yeah. You know, people are there. They're traveling. They're spending their money. You know they want to be fed yeah. well, have right. it, and have good options uh, for, for meals, especially even with special considerations. If you're for allergens or vegan or or gluten free, um, there needs to be, be a lot of options for, for those. those Yeah.
1: I mean, it costs a lot of money to go to it and and you're also paying for your membership, so it should be afforded to you.
0: So yeah. So overall though, it was, I, you know, overall though, I, I walked away, it was like really positive, uplifting, tons of interest. Uh, in business central and people looking to move forward and take advantage of all of the the new features and functionality that, that Microsoft is putting into the product. So I think it's a really exciting time overall. And we're already looking forward to next year. Uh yep. the, the user group summit or whatever it's called now <laughs> is gonna be in Nashville.
1: Yep. And I will be able to
0: attend that one. Yeah. So, so Michael and I, yeah we're you're going to we'll be there. Oh we gotta get our cobble hands. That's right. <laughs> We'll be there handing out handing out notepads and pens. Yeah. Maybe we could even have a little time to podcast. All, Who knows? Maybe a live podcast yeah. <laughs> from the user group summit. All right. Um, so moving on, just a couple other notes and tidbits. Uh, I think in terms of other general news or blog articles, Michael, what what anything so, this
1: month? Yeah, not too much on anything. Uh, wasn't able to find even a list of how many apps were introduced in the past month. If I had to guess, twenty five to thirty five. One thing I really did find that I kind of liked was somebody from Microsoft put out a good, quick new Business Central FAQ. Um, we'll post it on the show notes so you can see all of it, but there's one or two I want to touch on really quick. The first is what well, we kind of already touched on it was how can I be notified once an update is available. Uh, so in the Business Central Admin Center, there's a notification section. In there, you can put uh, what updates, if you want to be updated or notified when the update happens, just enter your email address and you'll be sent an email letting you know that
0: the update has happened. And you can add an unlimited number of people there, right? Like, I believe it's unlimited, but yeah. yeah. So So if you want to, it doesn't have to be just one person who receives that. You can actually send that to multiple people. I mean, we have, many of our customers have set where we have five or six different people that get notified. They get notified, we get notified. You know, another option I've seen what we do is we also have alias kind of email accounts set up where we will have, like, for example, a support at SolSyst.com mm-hmm. email address. So we'll set that up as the notifications. So that actually goes, gets distributed. It's a distribution group yeah. goes to multiple people,
1: right? So. That's the way to do it. And then uh, the other one I want to talk or talk about is, is there an option to test out the major builds prior to release? yes you basically have to create a sandbox preview or whatnot once you create the sandbox preview those features will be added into the sandbox and you can test it out with whatever you want there's no data from your production area though will enter into that sandbox environment so you kind of gotta use what you get but yep you can test it out other than that there was not a lot of news i guess because of you know the release and the conferences and all that type of stuff.
0: Yep. So, uh, kind of last on the list here for the shot is uh, I want to c- kind of dive in. In you know, I've been playing with the with the new features of the new Wave Two release that's out, and as I mentioned, my favorite feature is that saved filtered lists uh, feature. So, in that vein, I thought maybe I'd have an opportunity to stump Michael here. Oh, we're going right into it. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See what he knows about safe filtered lists here. So um, when, you, when, you, when you open up a list page, yeah. a list of customers or a list of items, mm-hmm. there is a default sort on those, right? Okay. So it's going to sort by customer number, for example, mm-hmm. or item number. You have the ability to save a filtered list, which limits the the data you're looking at. So for example, I created a save filtered list where I said, only show me of of my thousand customers, only show me the customers that have a balance over a thousand dollars. And so this created a list for me of like 50 customers. And then, you know, I want to see who owes me the most. So I click on the on the balance column, so that way I can see the customers of these 50, right, just resorting it. the one who owes me the most right at the top. When I save my filtered list, is it gonna also save the sort with me with it. that list? Or when I reopen that list, and, like let's say I come in tomorrow and I say, oh, show me my balance is over $1,000 customers, and it opens the list and refreshes it, Do I have to just click on the balance column again to have it resort, or Or will it remember how I had that option, how I had that list sorted? Good
1: question, good question. Do I get to phone a friend? (laughs) Uh, So would it save the sort feature in the thing? I'm gonna go with no, it does not save the actual sort feature. Am I wrong? Oh my God, over one. (laughs) You you are wrong.
0: (laughs) So it does save the sort feature it, too. D- it does. So uh, yeah, so in, in my example, <laughs> I come in tomorrow, I pull up my list of all customers, it's gonna sort it based on the standard sort of customer number. Yeah. But when I go to my balance is over $1,000, it retains the sort that I did on balance. So it continues to so sort So you have
1: to re-save the, the, uh, the list though? Or is it automatically saved? It it's automatic. It
0: automatically saves it and refreshes it each time. I'll tell you what. Uh,
1: next month, payback's not going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good question I, though. Good question. I'm happy to be one. I'm happy to be one. Yeah.
0: Also, I it, it's a it's kind of a cool feature. I actually I, I really did is. not expect it to originally. Uh, save that sort option. I thought I was going to have to click on it, but I was right, pleasantly I surprised yeah. uh, that it did it. So nice, uh, very well. Very good. So <laughs> that does it for our shot segment. Uh, we'll take a little, quick break here and come back and we will talk about reminders and finance charging. All right. All right. Welcome back. For our f- uh, feature of the month, we're gonna talk about past due reminders and finance charge memos, which is a standard feature of Business Central. These have both been around for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we focus on a feature, we, we are focusing on a feature that we is really popular, right? Or has, has a lot of wow factor or bang for its buck i think in this case i think there is a lot of opportunity especially on the reminder side and i know that not a lot of our customers who are running business central are using reminders so i'm kind of excited that we're going through this because Mm -hmm. i think it's a good it's a good opportunity to remind people no pun intended (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that reminders
0: can be useful. So I'm gonna I'll pass it over to you to kind of lead us through uh, right. the feature and then uh, okay. let's go from there.
1: Like you said, a uh, an underused area of Business Central is definitely the reminders feature. Uh, reminders are usually created in batches, for example, at the end of the month to remind customers about invoices that are due or overdue. So an example of this would be to send the customer statement report as a reminder to customers regarding overdue amounts. And then, uh, so when a reminder is issued, there's a process going through, you can issue the reminder. So when a reminder is issued, Business Central then transfers the data to a separate window and the entries are posted. If interest or an additional fee has been calculated, entries are posted to the customer ledger and the general ledger. The entries are also posted according to your specifications in the reminder terms window. Which determines whether interest and additional fees are posted to the customer's account and the general ledger. So, thinking about reminders, do you have any idea why it's not a widely used feature? Is it just people don't want to spend the time to set it up?
0: Just to be clear, is that a stump can question? No, 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 no. It's an opinionated question. <laughs>
1: Trying to get my
0: payback early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just wanted to make sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> no. Just a purely opinionated question. Yeah. Um, the, the, re- the reason I, I believe people don't use it <clears throat> is because of it, the naming convention, frankly. Really? The, so there is a separate feature or, or, or document called a customer statement that can be printed for mm-hmm. customers. So you could say, "I want to print customer statements, right, and 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 send out any customer that owes us over this amount. Let's mail out or email out these customer statements." Yeah. So that, that it's it's a language thing, uh, whereas I believe, personally, the reminders is a way more effective way to accomplish the same thing. Okay. I think they just it's like the term reminders they don't view those as as statements okay maybe because they don't understand that within the reminder that gets created there is a, a listing of the invoices mm-hmm. that are past due right right so
1: in follow up with that then the first time a reminder is created for a customer it's assigned a level one setting when the reminder is issued the level number is registered on the reminder entries that are created and linked to the individual customer ledger entries If it is necessary to remind the customer again, all reminder entries linked to open customer ledger entries are checked to locate the highest level number. The conditions from the next level number will be used for the new reminder. Now, uh, one of the new features that also goes with reminders and and finance charge memos, which we'll talk about in a second, is the ability to cancel a reminder. Canceling a reminder, which we checked was not in previous NAV versions, and in Business Central, it's a simple three-step process. Uh, from the Roll Center ribbon, you choose Sales, then the Issue Reminders, it'll pull up all your reminders. Choose one from that list, and then right under Actions on the ribbon, just choose uh, Cancel, and, and, and that's it. So it's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool new little feature by Business Central that wasn't available in NAV. And this also applies to Finance Charge Memos, Finance charge memos, just like reminders, are usually created in batches at the end of the month. Uh, so, for example, if you want to debit customers for interest or fees without reminding them of overdue amounts, this is where you'd use finance charge memos. When a customer does not pay by the due date, you can have finance charges calculated automatically and add them to the overdue amounts on the customer's account. You use finance charge memos to calculate interest and in finance charges and to inform your customers about interest charges without. Without reminding them of the overdue payments, mm, alternatively, you can calculate interest and overdue payments when you create reminders
0: yeah, so I think so, we, you know in our in our we, we we work with a lot of different clients in many different industries, yeah, and what we've noticed is that there are very few industries where they will accept and pay finance charge invoices oh, yeah. So most cases, most companies do not actually, will not issue finance charge invoices to their customers. Yeah. Um, but it is a, a, a nice feature. It is a standard feature that could be used. Uh, so I think there is, you know, it's, it's, it's a useful thing. Most people don't get away with, right? So, oh, a customer owes you money. Yeah. You're gonna be lucky to get full payment <laughs> right. against those invoices. Let oh, alone a, a financier or whatever yeah. the, they're them yeah. paying the finance charges, right? Right. So it's a way to kind of turn the screws on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think to say, "Hey, you owe us all this money and finance charges." Yeah. Okay, settle up and pay us what you owe us. We'll write off these finance charge invoices. Right. Which I why I think you have that cancel feature, which is important because mm-hmm. most of the time those those fees and interest do not end up getting collected. And there's actually a, a feature I think in the in the finance charge setup where you tell it that you do not want the system to book finance charge revenue unless the invoice actually gets paid really so you can book that book that entry that it creates when you when you send the finance charge to the customer to like an unearned revenue yeah or deferred revenue account so that you're not booking actual like income before the customers paid it because so often those do not have, get yeah. paid. Yep. Which makes a lot of sense. Um yep. so I kinda had fun with the stump Michael question earlier. So
1: I'm was, was still a little I, upset about it. Still so, a little upset so, so maybe we should do, should I do, one, I do a one follow and
0: one? up oh a follow up? Uh, oh wow a twofer <laughs> All right, let's hit it. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I, I was going to ask you about the so the levels though. So let's talk about our let's talk about the levels. You, you mentioned like level one, and it checks the highest level and then sends the level two. Yeah. My my, my stump, Michael. Question is, what's the purpose of the levels? Uh,
1: so I mean, I would answer it. Just it's the to let the organization know how I don't know how. How much of an emergency this is? I guess one way to put it, you know. Exactly. Right. Level one isn't is bad, but it's not as bad as level two. Level two is kind of you know pay attention. Level three is
0: they're really not paying. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a correct for that. So All I'm right. You, well, I got one for you now. You've redeemed yourself. But I got one for you. How many levels
1: can you have in Business Central? Unlimited. Oh, final answer? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Pretty good. <laughs> Mine are easy. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, we well, let's put the stumps to bed. I think this could get ugly if we continue. So, the what what the, the the also the key with those levels, what is what is very useful is that within the reminder letter to your customer, not only on each reminder does it show the detail of the invoices that are past due and and the amounts and invoice numbers and everything. But you also can associate the language or, or what what prints on the document associated with each level. So for example, level one could be, hey dear customer, we you must have overlooked this, but you owe us money against these invoices. Right. Level two is, hey dear customer, you realize you owe us this money, please pay us soon or we're gonna have to come after you. Right. Level three, Knuckles has been dispatched. <laughs> He's on his way. Yeah, collections are coming. <laughs> Ex- expect a visit, right? Have a check ready, <laughs> yeah. so you can escalate the language within each of those reminder letters that get sent out. So envision it as a monthly, right? A monthly process where the customer each month, if they're continuing to not pay that language will automatically escalate as the system generates those reminders. So it's not a user that has to do it. Yeah. They don't have to pay attention and go, oh, these guys are now, we've been telling them they owe us money, but they haven't done anything. The system is doing it in an automated fashion. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you can batch generate those reminders. So you could create 200 reminders in a batch and then issue all of those at once.
1: Yeah, that's great. So that's real great. It's taking a lot of a lot of. Uh...
0: Yeah, and and I think the last differentiator between the the customer statements that you can send out and the reminders, which you touched on, is that you actually you you generate you have the system generate the reminders, and then you quote issue them, and issuing them moves them into history. So there's there's a record in the system that you sent them those reminders and on what days they went out and what invoices were past due Mm -hmm. at that point. Whereas with statements, you could print statements and send statements all day, but the system is not actually recording what exactly was on that statement at that date. Mm -hmm. Whereas the reminders does do that.
1: Very nice. Very, very nice. All right, that's all I got for uh, reminders so, and stuff.
0: Great topic. Um, hopefully you'll, you'll trigger some people here to take a further look at reminders and, and see that maybe that's it's a much better option than customer statements.
1: It's a great feature. Use it. All
0: right, on to the app. All right, so for this month, our featured app that we're going to be taking a look at is an app that's currently available up on AppSource called Complaint Tracker, provided by InTech Systems.
1: Yeah, uh, I was looking through AppSource, and I kind of came across this one called Complaint Tracker, and it stuck out to me because a lot of people, you know, a lot of times they have to have a separate system to track complaints, and and what not, tickets, service tickets, that type of thing. So I started reading into it more and more and more. You can crack that beer, go for it. <laughs> there you go. And uh, uh, you know, I, 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 from just from reading it, I, I seemed to, I thought I liked it a lot, which I still do. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So it says that complaint tracker helps you completely track and automate your customer's complaint requests. Um, it's basically an app that helps you automate your complaint tracking process completely. It not only keeps uh, track of all the updates but also integrates with the service module at Dynamics 365 Business Central to integrate customer complaints with other necessary actions. So you have to have Business Central premium to use this and uh, <clears throat> what it does is it integrates with Business Central. You can log a complaint from a customer and it'll, it'll I don't know if it auto generates an email and sends it to the customer letting them know that it, you've you've logged the complaint and then you can go in and make updates and also send updates to the customer or whatnot uh i went through installed the the free trial it installed easily it put a complaint management action on the role center page setup wasn't too difficult i mean you had to create a number series and a couple things like that i know that ken was not happy with there not being a uh assisted setup feature,
0: because <laughs> right. it takes a little bit longer than one minute to install. Yeah, it took me like three minutes <laughs> right, yeah. to get it installed today, uh, versus the one minute with maybe an Assisted Setup Wizard to right. kind of fill in those default values for you. And yeah. You series and I things. guess it gives
1: you a little bit more confidence you did it right, too, when you use the Assisted Setup feature. So I'll talk about a couple of features that are uh, with this this app. Let's see, it says it's integrated with the service module of Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central. It notifies the customer and the salesperson with the status of the complaint via email, which I actually like. The app can auto-generate service order based on complaint request. It tracks the resources used or the visit charges for servicing. Complaints can be uh, bifur I don't even know what this is. How do you say it? Bifurcated. Bifurcated. I have no idea what that is bifurcated and free or paid service sections. It checks if the service product comes under warranty or not, and there is no need to make new service lines for products under warranty. So I think the main selling point of this is, is that it's integrated with business central. You don't have to have a separate system. Is it feature packed like a separate system would be? Probably not. Uh, We do not know the cost of it either. So that could be a positive or a negative. And uh, I don't know. What did you think when you first tried it out?
0: Well, first, I, th- I found that bifurcate, bifurcate. Really means, to, means to divide or split. Does it? So you can split or divide complaints into free or paid service sections. There you
1: go. Now, me being a marketing person, you're supposed to cater to a ninth grade reading level.
0: So I would not have used the word bifurcated. There you go, a little, feed, a little po- positive feedback for the app developer. Um, yeah, so I I, I did said I tested it in a in a brand new uh, version 15 wave two version. It yeah. installed correctly. I did notice there are two. There were two apps out there for Complaint Tracker, mm-hmm. um, and, and there were, they were different versions. Yeah, exactly the same though, right, same company? Same exact thing. One of them was version 1.0.0, 0. 0. 0. one was
1: 1.0.2. So maybe for past Business Central so versions? So I,
0: I, I did the new version yeah. into my new uh, Business Central, an updated Business Central environment. It took you about three minutes to set up, you said? It did, um, although I did test the email functionality and I, got, I received a message that SMTP email was not set up in my environment. Mm. So what that means is that the, this app is using the uh, Business Central kind of email delivery functionality which is called SMTP. Mm-hmm. Um, built in so that when emails get sent they're not actually getting sent out through each individual user's outlook right. but rather through a, an SMTP mail server uh-huh. so there it looks like if you if you're going to use this you do have to have that set up uh, in your business central environment you may now some people may already have that set up because they're using other features in business central right. that use the SMTP mail setup
1: so it might not be an issue for me so
0: you may find that that already works right out of the box. But if not, you'd have to additionally uh, set up that feature as well.
1: All right. Yep. So overall, what do you think
0: of the idea of it though? Um, my, you know, t- from a product naming standpoint, um, I, you know, it's called Complaint Tracker, which is to me a little negative. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Right, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have customers maybe calling you up they're not calling to complain. Yeah, they're just calling to maybe find out information, check yeah. on the status of something, report right. report that something needs yeah. to be maintenance. Get help with a little something. Uh, yeah. So, I would say customer, you know, support case tracking or might be a better way to go. Something something <laughs> a little bit at least more neutral. Maybe it's not, Maybe they're not calling you <laughs> because they're happy and positive. But um, so, yeah. But I, I think I guess people get it right it's a complaint tracker it's a support a case tracker yeah. for issues that customers are calling up for I get it um, the, the other only other thing is that um, it does you know it does require it looks like the use of service management to create service orders to actually complete the follow up of mm-hmm. servicing right um, maybe a piece of equipment or something a product for the customer yeah and We've over the many years we've been implementing NAV and Business Central, we have many customers that use Service Management, and they they don't have this kind of. I, I view this like a front end. Right. It's almost like a customer service person, their ability to quickly record that they had this conversation with the customer, that that this issue has come in, yeah, and then someone is going to make a decision. Okay, are we going to resolve this, close this right. out, it's finished, or go create a new service order for mm-hmm. it. Historically we've had customers what they'll do is they'll just create a new service order on the fly as they're talking to the customer. They can record similar information of what's happening yeah. or what they what their the fault what the symptom codes, the fault code, and then even record a resolution and comments and finish and close that service order right, there. right on the fly. So it, to me, it, it, it's it's a nice front end for a customer service person to, to easily create a new support case. But there are other ways to accomplish this within Business Central. So you think it's geared more towards the organization that is getting
1: more complaints than, than or a high volume of complaints than than somebody else? So it, it lets the customer, it puts the customer at ease when they get an email saying, we've got your complaint, we've logged it or whatnot. Yeah, I, Let like, them know that somebody actually is paying attention to it. Exactly,
0: it's a, it's a nice front-end right. tool where, where you can quickly record, all right, I talked to Sally at ABC Supplies. Here's her issue. And then I can, you know, it, it, it immediately sends an email to the customer to acknowledge that we have this, you know, issue, this uh, complaint number. logged. Yeah that it's logged and then they can use that as a reference uh, for following up. So it is a nice front end thing for sure, where maybe yes, you need like a formal structure kind mm-hmm. of in place where you have a larger team yeah. and you don't want all those people to be creating service orders for all those calls.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also a lot of it's gonna depend on the price of it. I mean, if it's, you know let's just say thousand dollars a month
0: Right, and maybe it's not as nice as we might think it is. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Right. So yeah, those are all factors um, on the on the on AppSource. You know, there's some screenshots that are on there that show kind of uh, uh, some some sample screens and, and like a, a, the complaint register report. Uh, no, I don't think any videos on there. No, like, that, I, no demo videos.
1: And I documented the setup process that I took to install it on. On uh, Business Central, so we'll include that with the show notes. You'll see step by step.
0: Yep. What I, what I like my other my last takeaway on it is that you know I I do love that something like this is available, mm-hmm. right? Because yes, it, it may not be something that everyone needs, but if you do need it, I think what we're starting to see is that there's more and more options out there, right? For different apps to solve different problems out there. Yep. Which is which is ultimately more helpful to everyone out there. It's great. The more apps the better. I mean the more issues people can solve. We'll All take right. it. So complaint tracker from um, InTech Systems. It was our was our featured app this month. We will come back in a moment and wrap it up. All right. So it's time to wrap up this month's podcast shot of business central and a beer and just let's just kind of just to recap where we've been we kind of went through um, our our shot of business central i stumped michael effectively we looked through the uh (laughs) reminders and and finance charges and statements features and talked about those a little bit the app we reviewed this month was the complaint tracker and most importantly, the beer that we've been drinking is Energy City Brewing's Milkshake Naui Pineapple.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. An
0: India Pale Ale, brewed, brewed with pineapple, lactose, and vanilla.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the beer was quite surprising to me. Uh, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as thick as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't as milky as I thought it was going to be. And the pineapple wasn't as overpowering as I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to have to say that this is probably one of the top two or three beers that we've actually tried on the on the podcast. Uh, if I had to rate it, for me, I'm going to go with a solid 90. 90 rating, pretty high. It's a pretty, uh, pretty good beer to me. I
0: like it a lot. All right. So I'm going to go, I can't remember exactly what we started with my all-time favorite beer, which was Three Floyds, Zombie yeah. Dust. And I can't even remember what I gave them. I
1: think like a 98, just to okay. a little bit of room. Okay, let's say I
0: gave them a 98. I, yeah. think, I think you're right. I'm going to say 97.
1: Oh, wow. For
0: this. Wow. And the reason I'm giving it a 97 is, first of all, it's an, it's an India Pale Ale. IPA, which you like, which I like, um, but I think you just nailed all of the the essence of a craft beer by picking this beer. Beer craft, you know, it it is it it checks off all the boxes, uh, flavor uniqueness, yeah, locality, all of that stuff. Right, it just I think it nails it, and it tastes very good to boot. It is good. It is really good. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the 97 rating. Got a 97
1: on this. and a 90. All right. Yep.
0: Yeah. So well done, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. I think you've earned an opportunity to select <laughs> another beer. Be sure to put the applause in the background. <laughs> yep. So Be we, honest though, were you a little
1: nervous when you saw what it was called?
0: Yeah. W- yeah. The word. When I see the word milkshake yeah. in, the, in the name of a beer. Me too. Yeah. For sure. Mixed and then I see the, And I see the word pineapple yeah. and lactose. Right. Yeah. Not something you think goes well together at all. Yeah. I was kind of, my first thought was like the picture of someone with a stomach ache. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. I'm glad you know, it didn't come to that point. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's very, very flavorful. So, you know, we're here at the beginning of November. Um, you know, we, we missed Halloween last week. We didn't yeah. ask, I meant to ask you earlier. Did did you dress up this year? I did
1: dress up. I dressed up as a, uh, a, uh, a tourist, a Chicago tourist. A Chica- so what so is a I Chicago actually, tourist? I actually grew a mustache, uh, had the cameras and everything, the, the Isle of Chicago type you know, thing. And then I had, uh, I don't want to like stereotype tourists, I guess, but right. I had shorts on with my socks pulled all the way up. And, Got it, yeah.
0: No, that's <laughs> a little cold to be we wearing shorts, but what about you? There you go. Yeah, we, we hosted a Halloween party. Oh, nice. And I I went to my I went to the old standby. The old standby? So, which it, which, which is years ago I purchased a a doctor's surgical oh, costume. Nice. So, I just <laughs> threw that on real quick. I not not, bad. not a lot of thought, uh, but it beats, you know, some years I, I I'm not sure I dress up at all.
1: I remember you're a Sox fan, I think one year. Yeah, White Sox fan. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's not get into what that looks like. <laughs> So <laughs> um, but, So yeah, so Halloween was great, and and we are going to uh, see Thanksgiving come and go before our next podcast yep. in early December. So I just wanted to take an opportunity here as we're wrapping up uh, to say maybe what we're thankful for. All right, so for me, uh, I'm thankful for many things, uh, family and friends. Mm-hmm. First, you know, first and foremost, I'm thankful for all my coworkers, people that I work with here, all of our customers, for sure, for the opportunity to serve them, and for Microsoft for delivering a solid product that we can go to market with and, and sell and be successful implementing. But most nice. important, I'm thankful for beer.
1: Beer, <laughs> gotta have the beer, gotta love the beer. What would the podcast be without the beer? So, uh, yeah, very, very nice things to be thankful for. I'm also thankful for family, the opportunity to work at Solution Systems. Uh, I'm thankful for Microsoft. I actually like that Microsoft has put out a bunch of different products and softwares and stuff like that. I really like it. Uh, i thankful for the beer as well. Um, some beers more than other beers. I'm not a fan of that cherry beer we had a while ago. Is that
0: still sticking with me? It's still
1: sticking with me, yeah. Never again. It's a cough syrup type of a beer. Um, But yeah, I'm also thankful to actually be doing this podcast. I know podcasts have exploded in the past however many years. I think I saw that there's now 750,000 podcasts. And in my email inbox in the last two days, I saw two more companies have added podcasts to their marketing uh, tactics, so it's always fun and all that. So, uh, you know, and just wish everybody Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, so to, yeah, to close it out, um, I, I I really enjoyed our, our our role reversal here, taking the lead on the sessions and having you prepare the content, and yeah. me getting to chime in on different things, that was fun. Next month, uh, we'll see if we switch back or how that works. Uh, but I think we're going to try to change it up a little bit and bring in a special guest next month.
1: Yeah, always good to give somebody else or get somebody else's different perspective on things, also as
0: well as their opinion. So uh, I'm we're not gonna, forward to that. We're not going to give too much away. We'll no, keep, not yet. We'll keep that as a surprise for next month. Yeah. But until then, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to talking to you next month. Have a good one, everybody.